0: And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with a limited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid and limited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
1: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa. Oh, come on. Happy holidays, everybody. Come on, let's go. Uh, 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 uh you know, um, uh, I want... Fantastic. Uh, 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 uh but, uh, uh, I want it, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, 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 but uh, I'll tell you, Can you, feel that? you know, I like that. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Johnny Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: I just wanted to set the right tone. Uh, Tony will be joining us every hour today just to get us in the oh, mood, right?
0: Yes. I know that cheers you an, up. It does. It makes me happy. I, I, I thought
1: it, uh, so. i have been a big fan of, like, the uh, Christmas tunes, but that one, uh, that yeah, one gets that you going. One, so. that
0: one is one of my all-time favorites.
1: And is he not a fond memory now, considering what we've been through the last <laughs>
0: nine years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I long for the days of Tony LeVar. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, it can always get worse. That's what uh, Garcetti proved. It can always get worse.
1: We have a big show today. We were going to announce in the last hour, like we usually do with the uh, dumpster, hacking a dumpster. We're going to announce the hack of the year. Yes. Uh, we generally do this around the last show of the year. We pick somebody who stands out among all the hacks for a special celebration to be dumpstered. Somebody... I, I like to use it in that uh, uh, tense.
0: Dumpstered? Dumpstered, yeah. I think that's uh, the proper verb to use. And okay. somebody who is incompetent, every minute of every day that he served the public that's he didn't a good ha- point. he did not have one good minute that's that's very true i say you're right i can't remember that at all just by accident right <laughs> yeah, i know isn't there always a bright side isn't there always a silver lining there is no bright side there's no silver lining uh and so a one reminder. endless dark cloud
1: reminder that Pool 2023 is around the corner. Our first show of the new year will announce the results of Ghoulpool 2022. But we probably already know, unless something big happens in the next uh, ten days, that uh, the death of Aaron Carter, who was picked by two people, I believe in the audience, at age 34, looks like a winner of Ghoulpool 2022. Uh, we don't have. A lot of well-known person's deaths of people in their 30s. But uh, people always forget it's a point system. and always has been, 20 years of this, it's been a point system. Yeah. Please remember that. So just because you go three for three doesn't mean you're getting a lot for picking a 100-year-old that passed away. No.
0: (laughs) And uh, acting like you're going to jump the list. Three 100-year-olds does not equal a 35-year-old.
1: Not even close, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and you'll get a chance to enter Pool 2023. Come the first of the year, there'll be a link on our web page. Uh, good news from the legal world, taking the John and Ken show back 20 years. Look at that. I did it again. 20 years. Scott Peterson is not getting a new trial. How about that? The reason that this was a fear is because the state Supreme Court ordered a judge to consider whether or not a form of juror misconduct entitled Peterson to a new trial. Uh, they had already overturned his death sentence. And then they also said, while you're at it, Judge, maybe he ought to get a new trial. It's all about juror number seven. Uh, we've talked about this woman, Rochelle Neese. Nice,
0: yeah, I mean, we flagged her as a nut back during the trial.
1: Yeah, I think she was rather colorful, if I recall, during
0: uh, the proceedings and...
1: uh Sometimes jurors would wear strange clothing or different clothing. I think she was one of them. I I just remember a
0: lot of pink, purple, lavender, something like that. Wasn't her hair dyed? Yes. A a color in that range. And and she wore clothes like that. And, and, you know, you just knew. You just knew she should be nowhere near a jury. Just take a look at her. It's like, oh, no. no. This is going to be a problem. The problem
1: was when she was uh, filling out her questionnaire to serve as a juror, she didn't fully disclose that she was a victim of domestic violence. She actually went for a restraining order in the year 2000 because she thought her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend would do something to her unborn baby. Now, you can see the parallels to Mm. the Scott Peterson case because Lacey was pregnant when he killed her and his unborn child. So I guess to the defense, this is something we needed to know so we could afford to exclude her since it sounds like she would be prejudiced against the defense, Scott Peterson.
0: She should be prejudiced. Uh, I, she was, it was good for her to sneak on the jury, get get out some uh, revenge Yes, against these uh, baby killers.
1: In the real world, that is very true. Unfortunately, in the technical legal world, it sometimes results in a debacle. And it did lead to his death sentence being overturned. He's now a, a lifer. Uh, but anyway, we're going to talk about later on the show. There's some talk that Gavin Newsom will go the way of the Oregon governor and move everybody off of death row
0: in California by the time... He leaves Ooh, do, do you think he's uh, pissed? Because he always wants to be first in the nation.
1: Yeah, yeah. The Oregon now, now, governor did it. Now he's going to be second in
0: the nation. But that was like 17 people. California has hundreds. Is he really going to? Th- it's really? And we have some really notorious, outrageous murderers. And we've yes. got serial killers, and we got uh, you know a, a, a fetus killer and Scott Peterson. We yeah, got uh, David, David Westerfield, Westerfield who killed that girl. Uh, yes. I mean, he's going to let those people out. Well, oh, how's he going to? Yeah, he's going to run for president on that, really? Well, it, uh, allegedly, they're not let out. They're just going to get life in prison without parole oh. instead
1: of being on death row. Yeah,
0: I know. Except but there, that can lead to any could. Anything goes in for this parole state, now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. In this state... They keep making up new reasons and excuses to release people. So I don't believe that. There well, is no such thing as LWOP in California. Yeah, there's elderly parole now. There is. Right, right. And they've, they've got all these categories. And, oh, if you committed the crime and you're under 18, you've got to start over with that. and Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, court documents uh, from the decision said that the court did find that several of her answers in a juror questionnaire were false in certain respects but they were not motivi- motivated by pre-existing or improper bias against Scott Peterson. Her answers were the result of a combination of good faith, misunderstanding of the question, and some sloppiness in answering. All right, we'll, we'll take that <laughs> we'll Take like, that, judge's ruling.
0: It sounds like he, he, he just bent himself into a pretzel because he didn't want to give Peterson a new trial. Yeah. It was tough enough the first time. A second time with all the faded memories and dead people. But you
1: prejudged John Copelt. It is a female judge, Superior Court Judge Anne Christine
0: well, Masulo. she twisted herself into a female pretzel then.
1: She did, There is such a thing as a female pretzel? Mm-hmm. I didn't
0: know there were differences in... Uh, <laughs> don't, uh, don't tempt me, right? Snacks. <laughs> 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 Male and female. I'll explain the difference uh, off the air.
1: This woman already wrote a book about the case, but she denied she was ever influenced by her personal experiences. Eh,
0: sure. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, she it. was a nut. She clearly was a nut. Probably shouldn't have been allowed on the jury, but uh, I know. what are you gonna do? Yeah, you, you, you know what's more important than this? Uh, everybody will spend a day and a half arguing the fine, minute points of uh, juror misconduct and whether a juror was totally honest and unbiased. You know what matters is that is that Scott Peterson killed his wife and and uh, unborn baby. That's all that matters. We know that happened. Right. So stop fussing with these silly, irrelevant details uh, about now, a questionnaire. About a bunch questionnaire doesn't add up to two murders. What was
1: troubling about this is that uh, he's got a uh, a relative. I think it's his sister who's been hyped up trying to yeah. get a new trial, claiming that though they didn't properly investigate burglaries in the neighborhood, she yeah. could have been killed by a burglar.
0: Yeah, right. You know yeah. that that's a that's bad DNA in that family, don't you think? Uh, between Scott and the sister. I would I would say, uh, the, the sister can't see uh, what's clearly in front of her own eyes? <laughs> okay. All right. When we return,
1: yeah, it's kind of the story of the day. Many listeners have forwarded it to us. We will talk about it. And uh, we could actually spend the whole show going through it. It's Stanford University's brand-new index, The Guide to Eliminate Harmful Language. It's all broken down by categories to tell you what words you've been using. They should be replaced with different words. So you are not engaging in harmful language. There's, you don't want to be... What's that? There
0: is a lot of words that they are uh, banning.
1: Did you see the whole list? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. We could go on for for days.
1: Yeah, they broke it out by categories such as an ableist. You don't want to be an ableist. ableist. Not an enablist, <laughs> but an ableist. Uh, But the one that really has people worked up is, and this ties into what we've been talking about a lot lately, please do not refer to people as Americans. Mm -mm.
0: U.S. (laughs) citizens
1: is preferred over Uh American.
0: Really? Because people from the
1: United States only, thereby insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas.
0: But the name of our country has the word America in it. The other countries don't.
1: Mexico and Canada do not.
0: They do not. That's why they're known as Mexicans, Canadians, and we're Americans. That's a good point. These but. people are really seriously ill. <laughs> we'll, I, we'll go through I, some I, of the fun who ones. does this. The harmful language harmful. And it's index. harmful. <laughs> it's
1: harmful. John and Ken on KFIAM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yikes.
0: What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at this this list of banned words. <laughs> yeah, i read this morning that it had to be
1: snuck out of them that people were aware of this for a while but never had the full list what this is is from stanford university it's a, a, an initiative called the elimination of harmful language it was first revealed in may it was a multi-phase multi-year project to address harmful language multi-year at stanford yes they Stanford. want to eliminate... Uh, now, this is about the school's websites and computer codes. It's, I guess people could take it as a guide to everyday
0: living, but Stanford this was kind of an be, internal document. This used to be an elite university. Used to be. Yeah, now this is like something out of uh, some kind of uh, comic book here. Here's what they wrote. The guide says the goal
1: is to eliminate many forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased language. Bias included disability bias, ethnic bias, ethnic slurs, <laughs> gender bias, implicit bias, and sexual bias. Wow. My head's my head's spinning. That's a lot of bias. We strive to educate people on the impact of words. There are ten sections: ableist, ageism, colonialism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person first, violent. And then finally, additional considerations. Mm. Yeah. Um, The one that's got people talking is that the university urges you to avoid using the term American.
0: (laughs) That person is a U.S. citizen. Do they give lobotomies to people who go to graduate school at Stanford? Like, do Um, they do the old ice pick over the eyeball like you see in the old movies? The Americas comprise 42 countries.
1: Wow. I guess that's Central America, North America, South America.
0: None of them have the word America in their name. Uh, Not that I know of, no. I can't think of any. Right. You call somebody a Peruvian, a Venezuelan.
1: Yeah. So there's an American because that's the last word of our name, the United States of America.
0: (laughs) America, and you're an American. Explain this. I know. (laughs) But hey, you're not a Harvard, uh, you're not a Stanford uh, graduate with an advanced degree, are you? These well, people are smarter than we are. They're more educated.
1: Well, we were talking about yesterday with Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies. At first, when I saw this, I thought, well, you know, that's the idea that there really is no America or Americans. Mm-hmm. We are all world citizens now. Yeah. That's why there should be no borders.
0: That's right. So they're going to wipe out our national identity. The the word is now off limits. I'm sure within these circles, if you use the word, people will look at you like you just dropped an F-bomb. In fact, an F-bomb is probably more acceptable now than to describe yourself as an American. Maybe 20 years from now, that's
1: the way it is. Stanford could be ahead. They're enlightened. Uh, You, sir, are darkened. (laughs) No, you can't use the word darkened. That came up a lot too.
0: Really. Yeah, there's a lot of words here that involve a lot of phrases that involve the word black, and yeah, all mean, of some them... of
1: them are, are some of them are obsolete that people don't use much anyway. But uh, like nobody really, well, I, there's probably people that say handicap parking, but there aren't that many people that say that anymore. Uh, but they are urging you to use accessible parking. Well, does it
0: matter how many people say it or don't say it? If it if it describes accurately what's going on, yeah, because they think it's
1: insensitive.
0: To says who? I mean, I mean, what, what gives them a, who, what gives them the right to decide? this? The people this? that put together this list. No, that's what I'm they saying. They Spent many months on this. But, but but nobody put these people in charge. Um, <laughs> As they've just announced, what's insensitive and what's not insensitive? It's like, well, how do you know? What do you
1: know? Well, they're right about this one. Karen replaced with demanding or entitled white woman. I don't think it's fair to people named Karen with that one. <laughs> no. But, you know, I think the woke people came
0: up with Karen, didn't they? Well, yeah, because they do it, too. All those they stupid ha- videos. They right? they have their own set. <laughs>
1: I uh, Do not say child prostitute. Instead, it's a child who has been trafficked.
0: A child, a child, a child who's tra- who has been trafficked. <laughs> There's a lot of taking one-word uh, descriptions and, and placing it with a three- or four-word phrase.
1: They believe that is more specific Then
0: um, yes. you can't call somebody crazy. Crazy is ableist language that trivializes the experience of people living with mental health conditions. Instead, say that they're surprising or wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was weird. <laughs> I don't think
1: surprising captures what the essence of crazy is in
0: most people's minds, right? Here's what You can't call somebody a basket case. Just uh, consider using nervous. Because it originally referred to one who lost all four limbs and therefore needed to be carried around in a basket. Oh, well, look at that. See, you learned something from these old cliched expressions. Except basket case is usually used as somebody who's uh, crazy. <laughs>
1: It is, yes. Somebody who's uh, a little bit uh, unhinged.
0: I I never heard of the one uh, without limbs. The index does not offer an
1: alternative for brave under the culturally appropriate category. Just cautions against using the word at all. I guess we're back to the Native American thing, like the Atlanta Braves, you know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, but, you know, I I, I saw polls where 90% of uh, American Indians didn't care about about mascots and team nicknames, they just didn't care. Same way, yeah. But the use of that is Native American because
1: the Brave logo. But to say that someone's brave is just means that somebody is, uh, you know, strong and uh, yeah. they stand up. It's and complimentary.
0: They, I no, I, but uh. what I'm it's silly. This is all this arbitrary nonsense. Um, you know, it's it's like they're still are trying to recommend Latin X, and I've, I've seen surveys on that. Ninety-seven percent of Hispanic people reject Latin X. Wow. Oh. They don't know because it, it. A lot of this is about dealing with uh, you know alternative genders and alternative sexual uh, situations. Yes, and and that just doesn't apply to you know the vast vast majority of people. So everybody looks like well, why, why why can't you use you know a he if you're talking to a guy? You're supposed to ask somebody um, their pronoun first. Before yeah. you addressed them, you figured in. that was coming, right? And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that, and I don't want to be asked either. You don't want to be asked your preferred I, pronouns. No, I don't have preferred pronouns. I have obvious ones. They're uh, not. It, it's not preferred. It's what is. There isn't a, preferred. Implies that there's a choice, and there might be a a second or third possibility. It's like, no, it's, it's not a preference. It's mandatory.
1: Predictably, you're not supposed to say immigrant. It's a person who has immigrated. A prisoner, nope. It's a person who was or is incarcerated. And a homeless person is a person without housing. Here's, <laughs> here's a good one.
0: Seminal. Seminal? Like, you know, groundbreaking or, or leading the Seminal yes. event. Right? Why is that Just, offensive? Think. I don't know. Why would Seminal be offensive? Native Americans. No, it oh, it's dirty? Not Seminal. Oh. Seminal. Well, as in, as in semen? Uh, exactly. Oh. This term reinforces male dominated language. Oh. And of men produce semen, right? People come that. out of semen. So the seminal event is the first, it's the first moment yeah, of humanity. Of in
1: they don't want you to say balls to the wall because, again, personality traits are attributed to anatomy.
0: Right. Or being ballsy,
1: or have the balls too. <laughs> Right, they're all on the no list. And even guys is no good anymore. Say folks or people or everyone. Newsom always says folks. Like right. when he tried to refer to gang members. As I folks. mean folks, folks. You Thug is no
0: good. No good. Don't say thug. You can't use uh, the term uh, black mark. Yeah, most of the terms with the word black in it are out. Black sheep, black bald, black box, black list. Uh, you can't use brown bag because it's associated with the brown paper bag test that certain black sororities and fraternities use to judge skin color if your skin color is darker than the brown bag you are not allowed to join no no brown bag is what you take lunch in What, what are they talking about what's what i'd i i would say they're insane except that's on the bad list too can't say victim
1: should be person who is experienced or person who's been impacted by. Using person-first language helps to not define people by just one of their experiences. But if the person identifies with the term, then you can use it. Wow. You have to
0: ask them in advance. Yeah, like someone who got mugged. Do you mind being called a victim? (laughs) Watch. All the stupid people in all these news departments are going to pick up on all this and their stories are going to become incomprehensible. I have something to contribute. This is Mark in the news booth. I had an editor once tell me I was forbidden to use the word citizens in a story, like in the old Adam West attention, citizens, Batman type of sense. Oh, yeah. Because it would offend readers who might not be American citizens.
1: (laughs) That's right, they would feel excluded. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> i think that what, what you're describing here is not not a new thing but uh well, but it's, it's every it's, bit as egregious uh, as it's always been it's just multiplied a hundred uh, a thousand fold here we've got endless pages of these words and they spent years putting this together you can't even say hooray you can't say I hooray no this
1: term was used by german citizens during the holocaust as a rallying cry when they would hunt down jewish citizens
0: look at that i
1: didn't know that
0: eric you ever hear that I've oh. never heard that before. So if you hear hooray you now you have oh, wait. to be offended. I, no, that's
1: the that's the preferred term. I, I had it backwards. You can't say hip hip hooray.
0: You could just say hooray.
1: That's correct. Hooray instead of hip hip hooray. <laughs> yeah. All right, more coming Too up. Johnny Ken John KFI M six forty. Live everywhere, the iHeart Radio app. All right, another day in LA state of emergency over homelessness. Executive order's been issued and today. Uh, Mayor Karen Garcetti made an appearance before the L.A. County Board of Supervisors to try to get them to unify, and they said, yes, it is a state of emergency, so... (laughs) They all
0: all just discovered it? They they nodded. I think you're right, Mayor. (laughs) It is a state of emergency. What can we do to help? (laughs) Uh,
1: Today is the first day of our new program to supposedly move the homeless from encampments and into hotels, we think. Uh Uh-huh. Safe Inside, it's called. Uh-huh. Blake Trolley has covered this appearance. The board of supervisors, he will join us at 3.05 for another day in the world of Karen and how she's going to end homelessness in the city of L.A. You Anything can't use today, the word Karen. Well, that's her first name. Stanford banned that word. I'm not referring to her as an entitled white woman.
0: <sighs> no, I think it's all-encompassing ban. So she has to change her name? Everyone named Karen has to find a new identity, yes. Yes. <laughs> The word has been. Look, it's not me. It's Stanford.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Just call her Garcetti. Garcetti. (laughs) That's right.
0: That's really confusing. (laughs) Not really.
1: (laughs) No, the good thing about him is he's now ex mayor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Still waiting for that phone to ring. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the ambassadorship is still hanging there. Yeah. When
0: does the Senate uh,
1: quit for the year? God, I think any day it's now. It's got to be any day now because yeah. we're five days till Christmas. Well, they, they've got some. They could go through Friday, but I don't know that they will. They've got some massive. I think omnibus.
0: Yeah, it's like the almost, word is everywhere. An omnibus bill. It's like a uh, one point seven trillion dollars, four thousand pages, and, and yes, they're so supposed apparently to. Apparently,
1: Republicans were insisting that border security be in there. Yeah, <laughs> good luck.
0: <laughs> That's a spending bill. Oh, that didn't make it? I don't know. $1.7 in the, uh, the border uh, uh, the budget line didn't make it, huh? Okay. So yesterday,
1: the breaking news on the show is that the jury in the Harvey Weinstein case had finally reached verdicts. Most of them, they were deadlocked on. A few, they were acquitting him. But most importantly, they did find him guilty on several charges, all dealing with Jane Doe number one. And this means that... Uh, Weinstein can get a significant amount of prison time. We're talking 18 to 24 years for the three charges that they found them guilty on. He got 23 years in New York, so kind of comes out the same. Uh, however, it, this what's is- worth talking about was the fact that they could not reach a decision on Jane Doe number 4, also known as Jennifer Newsom. And the reason I bring that up, you and I were right on because every time we talked about this case, we said there were some women that got outright raped. Mm. But there were some women that went there because they wanted to take an opportunity to uh, improve their careers. And maybe they didn't know exactly what they were getting into, but they realized once it started, this is probably the price I have to pay to get the big break. And, And, And I think that's what got this jury
0: bogged down between the four women. And so many of them had probably... So many of Weinstein's targets had probably gone through this before with other men, other producers and directors, other uh, cast members, anybody in a power position. Because yes. Hollywood has dealt in transactional sex since the beginning of it 100 years ago. And that's the way it's always been. And so actresses, that, that's why you know parents, the whole stereotype of a parent yelling at their daughter, you're not going to become an actress. Actresses are just whores. I know people whose parents used to tell them that. Well, yeah, the, the, the old generation couch is real. Nobody's yeah. ever denied but, that. But, but even even uh, people living in uh, you know suburban New Jersey, when I was a kid, their their mothers would yell this. They told me their mothers. Anybody had an interest in getting in the entertainment business.
1: This is I what they were afraid of, it, of. If it's true, but that Netflix movie, Blonde, about Marilyn Monroe, holy mackerel!
0: Oh yeah. Did you see it? Uh, I saw. Uh, it doesn't
1: take long before she's on her knees. It's yeah, really.
0: Uh, I know. I, I saw a Marilyn Monroe documentary, and they went through all the uh, all the, the the sex that she uh, had to trade.
1: Yeah, but you know, some of it in the movie looks like it is assault rather than consent. It's kind of mixed.
0: It, yeah, well, mixed. yeah, it's it's like this this Weinstein situation, you know, It go, go, well, goes in both directions, and and, and so for years. You know, parents were terrified that their their daughters basically were being sold into sexual slavery if they go to Hollywood. That, see, that's why I don't accept this idea that somebody in the in the uh, in the twenty teens or in the twenty twenties was shocked that somebody like Harvey Weinstein was trying to pull this in a hotel room when he's alone. The thing about Cybele Newsom that always bothered me
1: is that obviously this happened in the mid two thousands. She says the. Sexual assault, the rape. Then you fast forward and she's communicating with Weinstein because she's now latched on to Newsom and she wants advice from Weinstein. She was sending him emails about how to handle the media because now the scandal had broken that Newsom had an affair with uh, one of his top staff or his wife's, right? And then he had drinking problems. Uh, And then she doesn't report the sex assault even after the Me Too movement broke in 2017. She did not. It took a couple of years later, and she decided, all right, I'll be a part of the case against Harvey Weinstein. She also didn't think they were going to use her in the criminal trial, but they did. She was Jane Doe number four. And what Alan Jackson said about her, he was the defense, one of the defense attorneys for Weinstein. She cannot square in her mind the idea that she's a successful, well-educated, well-bred, refined woman who had consensual sex with Harvey Weinstein in exchange for opportunity and access. And that's what he impound, impacted upon the jury, which, by the way, John, was eight men and four women. We still don't know exactly how many of them sometimes caused women, the deadlock on the newsome charges.
0: Sometimes women are the toughest jurors in sex cases.
1: They can be very
0: judgmental. Right? Very. Because right. they wouldn't do it, and they can't conceive why you would do it. Right. You know, there, because there are not too many other jobs that people want as badly as actresses who want to act. Most yeah. other people don't have that kind of passion, where their entire ego, their entire existence, depends on success. Yeah, I can only think maybe in some cases a- athletes who oh. who really are bent on becoming professional. But yeah. you know, I I don't think I don't think accountants have that same feeling. Well, you would know. Well. She put
1: out a statement uh, that she says we have a lot of work to do. Uh, this well, trial is a stark reminder that as a society, we have work to do. Uh, she says that her lawyers used sexism, misogyny—this is Weinstein's lawyers—bullying to intimidate, demean, and ridicule us survivors. What is, what is the work that we
0: have to do? Uh, obviously, we have to make a better case in court. You have to sell— For a, a rapist yeah, to you get ha- convicted. It's your job is to have a, an honest story that touches people into be, and it reaches people into believing that Weinstein was a hundred percent taking actions against your will, and and maybe as these jurors received the story they weren't convinced of that, they were convinced you know, with the with the first woman and in New York other women who told their stories to jurors, but for Jennifer Newsom. It fell short because all these all these jurors who voted against Newsom voted for the first victim. So it's not like they had a hard and fast. Uh-uh, I'm not believing anybody. They believed the first woman. They didn't believe Jennifer Newsom.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you make the case that you meet a powerful guy like this and he starts to make a move on you, you're not surprised. Right. <laughs> and maybe you understand sometimes what's has to be done. You explained all that, but then you explained that this guy went too far. And when I wanted to leave and said no, he grabbed me and he made me do so- I mean, that might have worked rather than being, oh, I could never imagine that it would turn into this. This man apparently wants to have sexual relations with me. How did that happen? That just seems too naive. And I think there can be jurors who just, like you said, just don't buy that.
0: It, 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 it From this point on, can you re- if you hear a similar story— obviously not Harvey Weinstein, but another famous producer-director, and you hear that an actress went up to the hotel room, and then she claimed something bad happened. Really? After Harvey Weinstein's been in the news for how many years now? You're really going to claim you can't believe that happened? You had no idea? It's going to be harder to get a conviction now. Harder. Because everybody who pays attention to anything is now well aware that, that this goes on. All right, we got more coming
1: up. This is the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I will right, we'll have a report later on in the show about that earthquake up in Humboldt County. Woke people to 6.4, reports that two people are dead, a number injured, a lot without power. Look get the details on that in the 4 o'clock hour. After 3, Blake Trolley will be on the show to talk about Mayor, what do I do here?
0: Karen Garcetti, Mayor- oh, right. Mm. Yeah, you told me
1: I can't, well, Stanford told me I can't Stanford say Karen. says you
0: can't use Karen, and, hmm. Uh,
1: so we've been calling her Garcetti. Yeah. Because it looks like I, her policies are I, the I same. I guess,
0: as- you know, just to be clear to the audience, we'll call her Karen Garcetti. Hmm. Because you're right, she's she's the, the definition that they're banning. The reason they're banning Karen is because it's insulting to entitled white women. Right. Or it's supposed to depict that, so.
1: She appeared before the L.A. County Board of Supervisors to talk about homelessness, her state of emergency, their state of emergency, whatever. But story we got to tell you, too, next hour. It has prompted another city in Los Angeles County to declare a state of emergency over Los Angeles' state of emergency. (laughs) Confused? You'll see why. It makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) <laughs> what is that town? You'll find out. Yes, huge uproar there. We have a Good. development. We have a development. We have a development in the killings of the Idaho students. So you ready? <laughs> Idaho police are investigating a white Hyundai Elantra found abandoned in Oregon to a possible link to the students' killings. Uh, Idaho police have been on the lookout for a vehicle fitting that description. You've heard about it, a white 2011 to 2013 model Elantra, which was seen in the immediate area of the home when those uh, four were found stabbed to death in the early morning hours of November 13th. Uh, it says here the Eugene, Oregon Police Department said someone had called 911 to report a person sleeping in the car over the weekend. Police officers made contact, but <laughs> can you guess who was sleeping in the car, John? A homeless guy, not the car's owner. They just came upon it and got in and oh. The post has pictures of it. It has quite a smashed in front end, like it had been in a terrific collision and suspiciously no back plate on the vehicle. So I think this is, it's 450 miles from Moscow, if you're interested, Eugene, Oregon. I think this is worth looking into.
0: Oh, worth looking into. Right. I mean, It may be a dead end, but it's probably something that... There's a lot of abandoned cars out there and smashed cars. You know, you're going to have white Elantras among them. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But, I mean, I, I've i figured that whoever did this took off immediately and went far, far, far away.
1: Yes. Um, and then maybe while they were trying to escape or panicking, they hit something and said, I can't even... Because you look at this car, it doesn't even look drivable. Right. Which may be it's an unrelated collision. Yeah. But why would someone... Completely abandoned a car just because it got into a bad accident. And it was abandoned. Because they hit somebody that they're hitting a run. I don't know.
0: And where was it abandoned? On the side of a road or in a field? Uh, Well, they
1: found it. Eugene police found it. It looks like it's on the side of a road. Did you see the pictures in the New York Post? Right. Yeah. Just a rural road, not a highway. Yeah. Well. I know. There's probably a lot of damaged abandoned hyundais all over the country i
0: i I, so it just sat out there uh smashed up for a while and yeah the homeless
1: guy got in it and somebody drove by and said oh maybe i better call the police that looks weird and uh they got there and found the homeless guy there's no
0: plate it's very dirty yeah so it's just kind of weird that uh, you'd have a smashed car just sitting there that long because it's it's on a road uh, you know it's on a real road it's a two-lane road
1: who knows? And Maybe they there, find there, something. Maybe there's something they can do with forensics. Maybe something they can do in tracing that car.
0: Looks like you there's know, it has no plates, industrial but... or office buildings nearby, too. Wow. Well. Huh. well, from
1: time to time on the John and Ken show, uh, we like to point out things in terms of the media coverage. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was a lot of hyperventilating over the January 6th. Criminal referrals over former President Trump. There is not a lot of coverage, though, about what happened to Twitter. Um, there's been more file dumps. You know who got involved,
0: John, this time? Michael Schellenberger. Yeah, he's done a couple of rounds of the uh translating. The translating, <laughs> I see. Trying to explain what it is in these emails that uh in fact what Musk is doing is he led in he's led in three journalists. Um uh, uh, oh, Matt, Matt Taibbi, uh, Barry, Weiss, Barry Weiss and right. and Michael Schellenberger. All three of them are part of like a new group of journalists who used to be consider themselves liberal liberal or progressive and now they've looked at their own species and said you are all crazy yes exactly (laughs) you know you you you're no longer in reality we are still going to go after reality
1: yeah yeah well the latest uh news and it is weird the fbi paid twitter three and a half million dollars It's just very strange. Apparently, it's come out of an email. Uh, A Twitter employee wrote in February 2020 that the company's Safety, Content, and Law Enforcement Division had collected $3.4 million in less than two years from the FBI for law enforcement-related projects. Supposedly, this was an exchange for Twitter staffers devoting themselves to processing requests from the FBI. Yeah, What was going on then was this paranoia that uh, foreign influencers, right, were going to try to take over American social media to get people to vote a certain way, you know, for Hillary against Hillary, for Trump against Trump, for Biden against Biden. So I guess the FBI was in overdrive trying to find out mm-hmm. stuff about what's going on internally with social media like mm-hmm.
0: Twitter. Yeah, well, I think there was also a side agenda for some of those FBI agents, too. Well, that's the <laughs> implication here. Yes. And, that, and that's why the Hunter Biden New York Post uh, expose was uh, squashed.
1: The counts the FBI asked Twitter to ban were largely linked to conservatives and foreign influence operations. Mm-hmm. And of course, Twitter initially thought the whole Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. We know that. A guy by the name of Jim Baker Twitter's top lawyer and ex FBI general counsel personally intervene to say it should be banned. The story
0: he was he was a spy from uh, the swamp. He the got swamp. inside of Twitter, yes, to uh, do what was necessary to squash Trump.
1: It shouldn't be surprising because this was October of 2020. Man, this is a crucial time. Yeah, people were starting to vote between Biden and Trump. Oh, no, yeah. And when that, this story came out, it's
0: like, oh, we can't take any chances. Kill that story. No, this is they. they they play very dirty out of Washington. And this right. is the permanent government that Trump was talking about. This These are the swamp people he was talking about. He was right. And and there is a permanent government that wants to keep the ball rolling because everybody's happy and profitable uh, with uh, business uh, as usual.
1: Yeah, and- Matt Taibbi said at one point, Twitter's contact with the FBI was so constant and pervasive, it's as if it were a subsidiary.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
1: how we looked at it. They were so interconnected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the government—the government is terrified by a, a free speech channel, which Twitter potentially can be. They're they're terrified of that. You know, the, the, do
1: you think some of it though was the fallout from the 2016 election, where remember Facebook and there was all this outcry over uh, Russian interference?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well you and I felt it was exaggerated, but it, w- it was exaggerated, but it does exist and will always exist, and I'm sure we do it too. There's no, there's no way you can have a, a global communications enterprise like Facebook, right, with 3 billion people, that that all the government agencies that are into spying and oppression aren't going to jump on board and see what kind of mischief they could make or how much control they can have. Of course they're going to do that. You know, it's up to individuals to know that much of social media is nonsense and manipulation. All right,
1: today was the day. Mayor uh Karen, Bass. Karen no. mayor. Well, I only go with one name then. Uh, <laughs> the Los Angeles mayor kicked off inside safe. This is it. The homeless are going to start to be removed from the streets. She kicked it off in the appearance at the L.A. County Board of Supervisors. Not sure what good that does, but yeah, we'll talk about it.
0: If you were going to go to five people who were going to help you on homelessness. Yeah, this is not the five. Yeah, pick, pick the L.A. County Supervisors because they've been stellar the last five years. Johnny wow. Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's a failure convention. We've got Mark Ronner live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust.
1: Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold back IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door.
0: Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173
1: or visit buylegacygold.com. High Five Casino,
0: High Five casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at highfivecasino.com the hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards and come back to get free coins every four hours only at high 5 High 5 Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at high5casino.com. the number five casino.com. High 5 Casino.
1: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time All cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
0: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs>